Hi, I'm Lucas James. And I'm Jordan Ross. And I'm AJ Casada. And we're the co-hosts of How to Scale an Agency. After scaling our own agencies to over $185,000 per month in sales and working with agencies doing hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue like Hawk Media and Neil Patel, we've made this show to interview the top digital marketing agency owners and highlight the fastest ways to scale your agency. If you would like to join a community of like-minded agency owners and scale your business while doing so, go to eightfigureagency.co forward slash call to explore options on how we can help you scale your agency. What's good, fellas and non-fellas watching this, not live in real time in the future? Uh, Guys, happy Thursday, uh, February 8th. We're just going to dive in and get with it. You know what? And for everyone, I'm going to turn this, if you're cool with it, I'm going to turn this into a podcast. You know, I'm just going to share the recording. So if you're listening to this on the pod, what the fuck is good? um, All right. So, uh, Spencer, you're up first, mate. And for everyone listening in the future, right, this is just a round robin inside the ADEP community where people ask me questions and I answer them. Maybe this will be a segment. I don't know. All right, Spencer, feel free to hit it and rip it. What's good, fam? What question do you have come into the call? Yeah, so I'm finding that I'm having trouble scaling production. And it's because I'm ending yes. up doing a lot of um, I'm doing a lot of different things for clients on the strategic side. And I'm wondering where to like how to think about delegating strategy. Or finding a person just to come in and do strategy. I think you're too uh-huh. early. Um, that's my that's my bottleneck because strategy is consulting. This is the hardest thing, and this is that for any of you, right? For as an agency owner, a service provider, the hardest thing is how do I find someone that can? I call it the magic show. When you go, when any of us go into a client account, it, we we fucking make magic. Imagine just me like ah, shit coming out of my hand. There's two angles here. So I personally scaled to 30K a month before I tried to hire my consultants. And that was, I just wanted the lifestyle of what 30K a month. And that was all profit, right? Besides my marketing expenses. So it was like, I was, I'm living a really enjoyable lifestyle. I got a lot of cash to spend. <clears throat> so just for context, like what, what I always recommend, get everything, like typically, if you're doing less than 30K a month, my typical recommendations get everything as much as you can off of your plate before then. So get project management, get get your executive assistant shit off your plate, like get someone in your inbox, like get everything off of your plate that is not that. And the recommendation for that is track your time for a week or two, bring in someone and then train them on the task and get as much invoicing, setting up Slack channels, like all the shit that is not the strategy, get off your plate. Because that's the thing that makes you the most money right now. You could correlate every hour we spend as an entrepreneur to a dollar amount, get it off your plate. Then at that point, in theory, your business will have grown. And I, you know, let's just say an arbitrary business for any of you, 25K a month, 30K a month, you could say, okay, I'm going to hire strategists. I'm going to hire them on a per account basis. You're looking for someone that's already employed or has a job or is doing this too. And if you sell a service for, let's call it 2,500 a month or 5K a month, you're giving that per, you, you're, hey, you're looking for the person that you might give 15, 20% of that at, at the size of 30K. So that's my recommendation. Um, Cause I know just Spencer, where you're at, I know for a fact, like 
you could probably get shit off your plate. Let's get that off first. Let's increase your capacity more so you could bring in another client, but like don't get strategy off yet. Or you might say, Jordan, I'm doing like 30 hours of strategy and execution a week. Like, okay, the next, let's find someone to come in, but do not hire a junior person. That was my mistake years ago. Three years, it co- it cost me a year. Use a senior person. So, someone, so this is specifically in the strategy piece of like, consulting with clients yeah hire find someone like do what i do and hire very talented and senior people it will it lower profit worth every dollar follow up on that so strategy tough to outsource gotcha implementation of like just like general purpose smart good at implementing software and like sharp on kind of how to assess what things are doing is that just a VA? Because I'm kind of in my head that's a level up. That's a software consultant, right? What's it called? I'm calling it a software. You're, so you're saying someone that could assess what software is to use? No, I'm taking someone just who knows, hey, I need this um, these Slack channels whipped up in a certain way. I need um, you to set up this sales process in the CRM in a certain way. Just like sharp person to be able to... I would call that a software associate. Technical associate engineer type mind and yeah yes yeah exactly consulting experience what you could usually do for that it's like you could find someone on upwork from you know really any other country latin america eastern europe asia like philippines like india you could find like a developer ten dollars an hour like ish maybe a little less that knows how to do those things from a development perspective but they could do these things as well so That'd be it. Cool. Thank you. Thanks for your questions. Um, we had in order, we're going to go, I think, Roshan, Ben, Reed, Matt, who's off camera, probably coming from the gym, um, Courtney. So, Roshan, you're up, my friend. What do you got? Sweet. For so, I've been on the content train, producing stuff every day. I'm just like thinking about doing video. My problem with the video that I had before was just the amount of time it takes. So I'm just wondering if you guys have like a good like software or process around like creating really good kind of like reels and shorts that doesn't take a shit ton of time to like edit titles, all that crap. I personally don't. I I refer that out. Um, Does anyone on this call have an answer to that? And if not, Roshan, I'll introduce you to someone in Slack that will. Isn't like cap okay. cut like the easiest? Like I think cap cuts one you might want to look at. Super simple. Okay. You can do a lot with it. I don't use it, but I know that's like a thing. Okay, I'll check that out. Thanks. So I'm introducing you right now. And Sweet. guys, just as a reminder, I think a lot of people in this community they like if you ever need a resource, just like ping me. I have it. <laughs> I have the person that has the resource, or I know the person, I know the resource. So just, you could ping me. Awesome. Yeah, so Roshan, just direct intro being made. Ben B, are we here to consume, or are we here to question? I have a question. I'll Woo! try to keep it brief. I'm not <laughs> I'm not 100% sure how to frame this, but I think you'll get where I'm going. So basically, like we had, a, we did a ton of sales last month, which was great. Uh, we hit capacity, so we're like, oh, like we need to bring in team members as fast as possible. We start the recruiting process. We identify a short-term solution where basically we actually just split the labor between a VA and like another higher level talent member we could bring in. So we did that. 
And now we're in a position where it's like, okay, we have all these people that we're interviewing, but we don't actually need them right now. And like selfishly, I'd like to continue the process of like, let's just keep these recruiting agencies going because yes. if this happens again this month, we need them. But it's just like, we're getting lots of feedback where somebody's saying, hey, I'm trying to decide between this and that. I'm like, we'll go over there. And they're like, no, nah, I want to work with you. And it's like, okay, well, we might not be ready to hire you for a few weeks. So we'll just be clear about the communication, but I'm just trying to manage like expectations mostly on the the hiring side with like, what can some, when can someone expect to actually work with us in like it would capacity because the situation is just changing so quickly. That's the best case scenario. Would you rather work for a company that, Hey, we're growing really quickly and we just hired, but like, I would love to set a really clear expectation here. Um, frankly, it might be a month or two before we're ready to bring on another role. Uh, if you want, we might be able to bring you on earlier in a micro capacity. So I Ben, that's, it, this is the time bring someone on micro one or two hours a week, right? One account only for a month or two. Um, and what we're doing for the ADAF team is we're bringing on accounts and we're bringing on consultants. We're going to give you up to like two or three accounts for like two or three months. And we're going to assess from there and then we'll convert you or not. And what that does, it trains us. They get to learn a lot. They get to see cool shit. So yeah. So Ben, um, higher in advance micro or set expectations because i was kind of between two of them anyway so i could actually just basically hire both of them just with really small you could hire both you could hire both of them on a test probationary period for a month and then just be like hey like if they're both great hey we're gonna convert we're not ready to convert you full-time um it looks like based on trend because you're gonna keep growing really fast for like a while especially with my referrals like it's gonna, it's gonna keep the gravy train's gonna keep on, because um, I've never met. No one does what you you have a blue ocean like you're in the you really do. So yeah, that's what I do. Nice, appreciate it. Um, Reed, what to do? Yo, um, so you talked about the mention that executive assistant. Funny, I just put um, we're like hiring like crazy now, and I just put a whole job description together, a Google form. And I'm just the executive assistant I want to get. I want somebody like fucking really high level. And what do you have any ideas for like a task I can give them? Like with other positions, we always give some sort of paid tasks they got to do. And with an executive assistant, I mean, I'm sure I could be fooled by all these VAs like saying they can do everything and then you get them and they can't. Like I need somebody like top tier. How can I qualify that through a task? Well, what task do you need? Done? Task. What task do you need done? Oh, no, no. I mean, like, give them a task, like, in the interview process. I need everything. Sure. I don't want to do anything at all besides, like, folks on the business. So, I mean, hundreds of things I'm going to have to SOP out for them. Well, yeah, but get, get specific. What are the two or three biggest things you actually need done? Uh, you need hundreds of thing, micro things done, but what are the bigger things? E- you need like, done? just managing email, um, meeting follow-up, like, organizing meetings and, like, um, Kind of keeping tr- me on task. Okay, you know? let's let's start with the first two, right? Managing email. Yeah. Um. Number one, send me a video on your email management system and philosophy. Number two, watch all. So what you're going to do? You want to make a training for your EA, regardless. Make that training. Hey, here's here's what you know about my business. Here's all the types of emails I'm getting. Um, send it to them, and and then copy and paste like 10 or 20 emails and say, Hey, how would you reply to or, or reply to these? Or what would you do with these 20, 10 or 20 emails? Okay. So you could still give them the actual work, right? Um, before I see. Yeah, just get, yeah. And then 
I would that would be the the big one's gonna be email for you and and it is for me. It's like, hey, I want you to run your email system and train me on your email system, but then you need to categorize and learn things as I do it. So if you could learn, you want to pick the person ha- that can learn your system the fastest and has the best replies. How about like, do you have them do all sorts of personal stuff too? Like even like trip planning, um, keeping track of schedules, uh, meetings, like, is it like limitless what you would have them do? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I just keep assigning more and more things to my EAs more and more and more. What do you, what do they use to keep track of all their, I mean, I guess it's the same SOPs you're using for your team as them, correct? Yeah. I mean, we continue making SOPs. One of the hardest things as an agency owner is building a team that can actually execute without needing you and deliver results that you could trust to learn things fast and deliver every single time. The reality though, most of us can't afford top tier talent. And even those of us who can afford top tier talent doesn't know how to get the best talent to work for us. That's why I built the eight figure funnel. I've been able to hire over six eight-figure COOs and convince them to come work for me to help my clients grow. Guys that have already been there and done that, that have run 20, 30, 50, 80 million dollar a year companies working for someone who's not even 30 years old. I've put this all into a simple ebook so you can do exactly the same thing. If you want access to this ebook, go to eightfigureagency.co forward slash value and grab one of my best pieces of free content that I've ever released today. Hey there, this is Jordan Ross, your host of How to Scale an Agency, and thank you so much for listening. If this podcast has given you any value, if you listen to it weekly or you're just tuning in on a blue moon, please like and subscribe and give us a good review. Reviews are the easiest way that we can help other agency owners expand their information, their knowledge, and grow their companies, which is why we do this. We do this to help each and every one of you make business growth simpler. So... Like I've said, if you've received value, we do not promote our podcasts any other way except through word of mouth. We don't have sponsors because we want to keep this as high level for you as possible. If you could return just a little bit of a thank you back to us, we would so greatly appreciate it. Now, let's get back to the show. What tasks do you like to give for work trials and how bespoke are they for the role? Yeah, Very bespoke for the role, specific to the role exclusively. So which, no. um, okay, let's go with, um, let's tell me what role purpose. you're hiring for. I'm hiring for somebody to go and set up software, learn softwares and set them up for me. Hey, I need you to go in this pipe drive and make these changes, um, to have this outcome. Hey, why don't you set up these Slack channels and make it in this way and tell me what tools I'm not using. Yeah. There's people, you'll need to hire someone that will learn softwares. You want someone that just is a software a smart person. person to learn softwares. Yeah. They, they can learn. They already know software. Right. Um, they don't necessarily need to be um, subject matter experts in it. They need to be able to learn it and understand my desired outcome and how to achieve that. Yeah, hire a developer. Like these softwares like are code developer for sure. That's what I have. My guy um, who does all my integrations and everything on Airtable. He knows there's a going upwork. You'll you'll find this person just um, software associate, software expert, software technical person. I don't know. 
uh, and then just assign them a task, right? Hire hire them for one task or two tasks, and if they keep doing it, assign them more tasks. And yeah, when I'm not, the thing I like about Upwork, you could hire these roles for someone that's already proven that has five stars and over like a thousand dollars made. That's what. So I do. Um, when it comes to the role, um, I'm just trying to reconcile strategy. So what I've done with work trials, I get five work trials out, like three to five, and they're the same work trial, and I can compare apples to apples. Uh, with the output. So it's not getting something that I need to get done. It's everyone does the same five things and I want to see who does it the best. Um, do you use a different strategy of, hey, just take this one thing and I'll assess it based on... Yeah, um, I think for this one, what you could hire four people and just over the course of a few weeks, because set, set, set up this integration for me, it's like learn this off, do this thing on this software. It's I think it becomes, if you could do that, just becomes a little, you could set up four software accounts to run the test. It just becomes a little bit difficult. So like my recommendation is you could hire three people and have them each do different technical roles and see communication, speed, ability to learn new things. And then if it doesn't so work for someone. Is, yeah. So my, my question though is um, giving them three different tasks uh, and just intuitively wouldn't be better to give them the same task and just not care about, like, I don't care about what you're doing. I'm not going to, Yes. This is to my point is it with software, it might be harder. If you could do it, yes. I'm saying it might be harder. Hey, set up this integration. I'm gonna run it, then delete it. You know what I mean? It's like with software, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You physically you have to physically set it up. So it's they're gonna physically set it up. So my thing is, are you gonna undo it and then have the next person do the same thing? If it's set up and it's set up well, then I would just give someone else another task and just assess on speed and communication how quickly they do these things. Okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? Thank you. Yeah. What um what integration tool are you using? Like Zapier, uh -huh. Make, Pabli. Zapier, Zapier, mm -hmm. and just but it, it, the the point is that they can jump in yeah. on different things. Like the point is that they learn. Yeah. They so for, I mean, for Zapier, you could have them jump in, set up an automation. And then take a look at it. You can then switch that automation off, put it into it like a, a folder that someone wouldn't see unless they go looking for your other zaps. And then you can have right. the next person go in, set up how they would do it. And I mean, I think that might be a solution to have them all do the same thing. Yeah. Um, well, while, while you say that, like, I think what could be cool is like, because big, just based on the role, hey, make a free trial for Pipedrive, set up a good sales pipeline, make some cool automations, and invite me and let me see what you, what you made. Is that super parallel to what they would be doing? Of like, hey, here's the outcome. Make it cool. And um, I think you need to get be more up. specific. Yeah. It's there's a little bit okay. too much ambiguity on that. So it's like, do this specifically. Yeah. Do these ten things in pipe drive and these automations. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But yeah, th this is very helpful. Thanks. And um, thanks, Courtney, for that follow-up. Um, Broshan, back to you. Yeah. Um... What are your thoughts on taking on clients that are like a bit out of your norm? So I, most of my clients are kind of like around three grand a month home service, but I have some friends in like Silicon Valley that are, you know, some fairly large tech companies that are saying like, Hey, you know, do you want to do this thing for, for a lot more money, but like a ton more work as well. Um, so I guess I'm just like a little nervous on taking on something that's a bit out of my, like what we normally do. I don't love it, um, but it's like assessing because look, like one, I don't actually, I really don't love SaaS companies and technical companies as a niche, and here's why. 
2023 is a down market and yeah, turn, all, all those companies fired all their agencies all of them it's, yeah it's a you rise and shrink with the tide so i actually don't love that as an industry number one number two what that is doing is you there's two options right if you do take it on and you personally do it now that's you're learning a bunch of new shit you're doing a lot of new work you're going to make good money but what this is going to be for you you're basically being a freelancer rather than a business owner which if you have the financial right. need you need to do it I t like fuck everyone who says like only niche down like everyone has a personal situation that you need to take into consideration you have a family and like if you really need that for your family like i respect them that's okay um but as a business yeah. owner like you have a lot to build um you got a lot of automations a lot of systems now what you could do is you could go and white label someone go find someone maybe a native community that does work with software companies and close a deal and collect the sourcing fee and the maybe you collect 20% of that deal. So now you could like, if you're like, I, Jordan, I really want this deal. You could do that and just find someone that could run it because the opportunity cost is you still have, you need to build a bigger funnel. You need to improve your systems. You need to like, there's a lot that you still have to do in your business. Um, and taking this company will be short-term cash and it's going to cost you everything that you have to build in the long term for your company. That makes sense. Right. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Do you have clarity or any follow ups on that? Um, I guess I just wondering, like, basically, we had like a bit a spurt of growth and then a bit of a downturn. So like my margins aren't great right now. So that's where I'm kind of like, at what point do you think it is a good idea? Like they're like 10% right now. So I'm not like losing money. But it's not where I like to be either. I mean, I think if your margins are ten percent, you're not charging enough. Yeah. Which that's or you need to look at is your team onshore or offshore? A bit of both. Mostly offshore, but like some of the key people are like in Canada and the US. Yeah, I know in the contractor space, depending on the size of contractors, like your margins can be good or not because the bad contractors are churn and burn and that you can't charge a lot. The good contractors right. the larger companies you can so um this is typically this is an assessment do you want to stay in the contracting space or do you want to test a new industry um right right but yeah i would say your pricing <laughs> hi um sorry about that no, it's all good i would say for your pricing you would kind of want to see do you have wiggle room to increase pricing because 10 percent at your size is not sustainable or scalable so i i think yeah, you, exactly. need, you need to look at on a sales side increasing your sales pricing for what you currently offer. Okay, cool. Thank you for the question. Um, ben, follow-ups? Follow-ups for me, thanks. Matt K, any ideas or questions as you're listening? No, thank you. Courtney? Um, I, maybe if you have any recommendations for like website developers or, or development teams or things like that, I know that there are kind of productized agencies like um, I forget what they're called, but one is oh, Gromoto uh, is one, and then Buzzcube is anyway. If you have any recommendations, that could be helpful. You guys need a new website? Um, no, so we we do websites for our clients, and we've got like an awesome developer, and and she's great. Her designs are awesome. Her development is flawless. It's just her capacity. So we just uh, so need you, some other options. You need to scale your yeah development capacity. Yeah, because yeah. inside the community, we got a lot of development agencies. Um, we right. I don't Makes we sense. don't have developing development associates. So that's a question of where are you sourcing your developers from? Um, 
this one, I don't know. Brett hired this one. I think he found on Upwork. So we can just recruit on Upwork. No big deal. Yeah. You. So this is, so number one, you similar to what Ben was talking about, you guys are growing so fast. You need to have a pipeline of talent yeah. all the time, all the time. We're onboarding three consultants and train them over the next three months. And I'm going to open up applications again for the, the three months after that. Like you should never stop hiring, especially where yeah. you're at. You want a bench of like five people to go to. Mm-hmm. We've got I'm a pipeline for account managers now, which is good. Um, That's good. But, Let's yeah. do it for developers now. Yeah, we need to kind of get working on that. So we're trying. That's a good question. But yeah, you need to go back and just do the process. Cool. Sounds like a plan. Spencer, back to you. Final questions. How much of social media do you delegate and do you recommend delegating to get good results and be authentic? I I write all my content now. I I tried I spent sixty thousand dollars last year in shit I shouldn't have, but you grew. Um I spent sixty thousand ghostwriting services. Um but it depends because we have like legacy builder who does really good shit. They will help you grow. It's it's an opportunity cost. Knowing, I've been writing content since 2018, so I'm really good at it now, right? So it's like I'm so good at it that outsourcing it is a cost. There's a cost to me. No one can write content better than me. My weekly newsletter on Sundays, like people love that shit. So like no one can do that better than me. Now it's it's just an opportunity cost. You can outsource everything. And I think it's for Spencer. What does Spencer need? Do you have time to make your content? Do you have budget? And the question is, if I allocate budget towards content, what am I not allocating budget towards? Because you could allocate budget towards Ben and he could help you build a newsletter and you could write content for a newsletter, which by the way is going to be better for you long-term if you have a... like. I think if you're going to allocate budget, frankly, I would allocate budget not towards the creation. I would allocate budget towards all the things of hosting, replying, engagement groups, having someone do engagement groups for you like Ali does it for me. And then um, if you do have budget to spend, frankly, I'd go to someone like Ben and be like, yo, build me a newsletter. My recommendations in 2023 and 2022 were build on Twitter. My recommendation right now in 2024 is build your newsletter. Because once you have a subscriber, they don't go anywhere. If you add value, add content, it's one-to-one, it's first party. An algorithm changes. You're not going to have to keep learning the algorithm changes. Just keep writing really good fucking content. So own own audience. Yeah, because once someone reads my shit, people read my shit for years. I got a call today with someone who read my shit for two years, and now he's in the market to for my shit. So if he's reading that on newsletters, way better. So with that, friends, thank you for joining. Um, thank you for your questions. If you're listening to this. In the future, on wherever, community or pod, if you're listening to this on, on the one time we never do this on the pod, you could be in this. Just got to sign up for ADF services. Hit us up. Book a call. Um, Courtney's, Reed, Spencer, Roshan. Appreciate you all. Have a good afternoon and great weekend ahead. Thanks, Jordan. Thanks, Thanks for everybody. What is good, AMC owners? Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you were looking for support growing your agency and are not sure the best way to do that, Go to eightfigureagency.co forward slash call where you will book a call with us and we will start our process to help you figure out what is the best way to grow your business. We're going to review your systems, add value, and help you understand a new model and system that you can start to build that is going to easily enable massive growth this year. 
Once again, that is eightfigureagency.co forward slash call, where we will help you scale your agency and add $10,000 in MRR per month. Cheers.